0: Welcome back to Basic Brain Heart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho. Today on the show, we have Leah Artwick, she is an animator and an artist currently working at DreamWorks Animation. She has hopped around to a few studios um, and has worked on shows you may have heard of, such as Word Girl, Nerdland, How to Train Your Dragon, the TV series, also Troll Hunters, and an unannounced project that she's pretty excited about, of course, that we can't talk about just yet. Um, and I'm excited to hear about it when it goes public. Leah has quite the following on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram, and has really found a niche that people really respond to, so I encourage you, while you're listening to the show, uh, go ahead and check out the album artwork, and if you like what you see there, which of course is by Leah, make sure that you follow her and check out her feed. You can find her on uh, all three of those social networks with the same handle, It's Leah Elaine. No periods, no spaces, of course, Um, so check out what she's done. I'm a huge fan and love all of her work and I'm really excited to watch uh, what happens in the future as her career continues to evolve. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from Leah because she's not necessarily what you would consider your typical creative. She's incredibly creative, but a lot of artists tend to be of the messy type. Um, I know I certainly am, and while I don't do creative art as a profession, when I do do creative work, it's very messy and unorganized and spontaneous. Leah tends to have a little bit more of a structured approach, which still, of course, the results are amazing. And I just found it really interesting to hear about how she creates and and the challenges she's encountered um, and also how she's learned to loosen up a little bit. And she had a lot of great tips as far as building a social network and what to post and how to post it. And um, I think you're really going to enjoy what she had to say. So I'm going to get out of the way now and let Leah do the talking. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Leah Artwick. Well, Leah, thank you so much for taking the time to chit chat with me for a bit. I'm seriously a huge fan of your work. I was actually i i go to your Instagram page often, and of course your Twitter. And I just i just look at everything, and I'm just in awe.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm like I'm constantly in awe of how far I've gotten just by like drawing cute little pinup girls That's and pictures amazing. of my- like <laughs> you're
0: like this is working somehow.
1: It's <laughs> yeah, doing good. People like it. I'm yes. happy.
0: How long have you been doing that like regularly on social media? Do you kind of have an idea?
1: Um, I I started like dabbling with it a little bit in uh, when I went to college, because that was kind of something that was hinted at. And I know, you know, a lot of my friends in, especially in illustration had grown up, you know, on message boards and just sharing their um, deviant art and had a lot of success there and had met a lot of really great people there. So um, that was something I had in mind in art school thinking like, okay, this is a great way to get my work out there Absolutely. and get critique and like meet other really, really nice, talented artists. So probably like sophomore year, I dabbled a little bit. And then probably post-college was when I started really getting into it more because, you know, that's when the big job hunt started. Sure.
0: And- Absolutely. So that was the way I got my work out there. That it was is super cool because I love that that's probably work that's just <laughs> for you. It's not necessarily for somebody else, which, of course, <laughs> in, if you're in the industry, um, oftentimes you are creating someone else's vision. And I'm sure that sometimes that's fun, but it's nice as an artist probably just to have your own little thing and you can do whatever the hell you want to do.
1: Yeah, it's super great. And I think that's what people really, really respond to is they can tell when you're drawing something that you really love and Mm -hmm. something that really excites you. So like, those silly little doodles of cute girls that I do for fun have gotten me some like really great little (laughs) illustration opportunities. That is
0: so amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been so fun. I'm really glad people have responded the way that they have.
0: Well, and you're so right. It's, It's obvious that you're really passionate about every little piece you do. And it definitely comes from the heart. So Um, And people are so good at spotting bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's... very true. (laughs) Wow, that's super cool. So what are you, before we kind of dive into your history and your background, um, I'd love to know what you're up to actually today. So what you're doing these days.
1: Uh, In terms of work or just like in general? Work in general, really all of it. Um, Yeah, so I am a storyboard revisionist over at DreamWorks Television right now. Um, I worked on the How to Train Your Dragon television show, which is... cool. My kids
0: are huge fans.
1: Oh, it was, like, such a great job here. Um, You know, that's that's one of my favorite movies. And, like, of course... Getting to say I draw dragons all day is the absolute <laughs> best. Um, so I worked, on, I worked on that for a little bit. And um, then I got moved on to the show Troll Hunters for a little, which was so, so awesome. I just got to help. That's like, great. Yeah, I got to help with some of the like finale cleanup stuff. So I got to like see what's going to happen. <laughs> that is really so good. cool. Um, and now I am currently on a an unannounced project, which I'm super Jeez. excited about, and it's gonna be super cool. So That's I'm fantastic., fun to, yeah, I'm hoping that like gets shared soon so I can talk about it
0: with <laughs> like, please, please, please., <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's gonna be so good. That's a hard waiting period. We've had a couple of directors on recently that they're like, "We're I'm working on something I'm super excited about, but I can't tell you anything.
1: Oh it's gosh, hard to I, keep your yeah. lips
0: sealed. That's super cool. And you and we were just talking right before we got started that you've just been in LA for it sounds like a little over two years. Um, So I want to kind of rewind the clock a little bit and and go back to uh, little baby Leah and (laughs) um, talk about your background, kind of where you come from. And I think it's amazing that your last name is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And (laughs) um, just talk, tell me a little bit about kind of where you come from and the environment you grew up in.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in a little suburb outside of Chicago called Park Ridge Um, and know we go to the art institute a bunch and my grandmother was an incredible artist so she whenever we went over there she would you know show us her art and she would get you know little peaches and apples out for us to paint she would teach us how to use watercolors and yeah so that's kind of how we got started my sister and I got started with art and um at my other grandma's house on my mom's side she would uh we would you know whenever we would sleep over there she had like Two movies we would cycle between, and one of them was *The Little Mermaid*. So Aww. we,
0: started,
1: like, loving Disney at a really young age. And um, I, I always reference this when I'm talking about my early days in art. But like, you know, in kindergarten, you get those little like, those sheets to fill out that say like, "Hi, my name is Leah. I want to be yes. this." I grow up. So I have this little drawing of me sitting at an animator's desk, like saying, a "Disney animator when I grow up." And
0: that is uh, amazing. Yeah,
1: and that just it kind of just never changed. I also I copied my sister a lot because she got into art. And, you know, being my bigger sister, I always wanted to do everything that she did.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: she is she's also an incredible artist. And um, I just, you know, I would copy her stuff. And we would just draw
0: together all the That's time. That's amazing. Did she yeah. pursue it also as a profession?
1: Um, she, she does a lot of stuff for her own. She wants, she wanted to get into comics and, um, that's a pretty tough industry. Absolutely.
0: Really competitive.
1: Yeah. But she's got some of her stuff online as well. That's great.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that you knew from a young age, it seems like I'm noticing a trend, at least in the folks that have been on the show is that a lot of them did know from an early age and just never deviated from that vision. Um, I think that's really interesting. So you kind of grew up in the Illinois area and you went to art school in Rhode Island. Um, Why did you choose RISD? What was the reason behind that?
1: Um, It's funny because my school, it had a great art program, but it definitely didn't emphasize it at all. So I felt like I didn't have a ton of resources and I was also sure. very fush, so I didn't really reach out for a ton of resources in looking for schools and I feel like when when younger kids go to art school it's very much a nerve-wracking thing for parents and mentors absolutely. thinking absolutely oh, god you're going to be a starving artist <laughs> I, you, no, you can. <laughs> um, so I th- it, this is kind of embarrassing but like I kind of just googled like what Good art schools were, and I knew about um, the Savannah College of Art and Design, because sure. that's, where my, that's where my sister attended, because they had an incredible um, sequential arts program. So I knew about that one, and I found out um, about RISD through just a bunch of research, and I, cool. you know, I toured there, and I loved Providence. I remember my mom was a little skeptical, because we went on a weekend that it ended up being pretty rainy, and... Oh, um, no. Yeah, and also they they talked a lot about the critique culture of art school and my mom is she's so sweet and was Ooh. just about like there being critiques and thought it sounded like it might be kind of mean and oh, no. it was no. so sweet. Um but uh yeah, I just I I felt really good about it and um I thankfully got accepted and went on my
0: way there. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, okay. yeah, yeah. when you when you were in art school Do you remember being like really nervous and worried about heading out into the real world and getting a job? Or did you feel pretty confident that something would open up and you would just keep working really hard? What were your feelings kind of when you were going through school?
1: Um, When I was going through school, I, I started out pretty confident because, you know, since my high school didn't really a lot of people weren't really focused on art. I was very much a big fish in a very tiny pond mm-hmm. and coming to art school and realizing the depth of talented artists that I was surrounded by who were so much better than me and so much more like had so many more interesting views on things. It was pretty terrifying to be
0: oh, somewhere. I can imagine.
1: Um, but also like, incredibly inspiring just realizing how far I had to go and how much I had to learn and that's very exciting um and that's it's very similar to how I felt when I came out to LA
0: as well um oh no doubt
1: (laughs) yeah because you know of course in the animation industry it's just inundated with the most incredibly talented people which like I can go I can just do a 10 second search on any social media site and find the most incredible artists, and it's awesome. Yes. Um, but yeah, as I as I left art school, I I feel like it's a pretty unless you have a, an offer right outside of school. Like I was pretty terrified because um, it's just you know in college you're you're kind of it's like practice adulthood. It's true, <laughs> where you know you you live on your own and you can go out and you know, get a drink at the bar and kind of pretend that you have this cool adult lifestyle, but you're not really paying for anything on your own. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I thankfully got a job pretty quickly outside of school. But for a while, it was it was pretty scary. Because, you know, again, in the art field, it's very competitive. And you're with so many other people who are the same talents as you and are not only as good as you but better at certain things mm-hmm. so it's scary to think that you're in this pool of such talented artists but just like putting my nose to the grindstone sure. and just working hard is such an essential part of everything because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know you could be the most talented artist in the world but if you're not willing to put yourself out there and put your work out there then that's not going to take you very far
0: Absolutely. No, that's, that's an amazing point. <laughs> and it's always, like, I just remember, right before I graduated from college, just being completely terrified. And I, I'm not, I didn't head into the art sphere per se, but just thinking, Oh, goodness, real life is coming fast. And I have no idea what I'm going to do about it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's super
1: scary. Because also, you know, your college and your parents and your professors can do their best to give you their advice and prepare you for it. But there isn't really anything that quite prepares you for just being thrown out there. Yeah. But the, the best thing to do is just like kind of jump in headfirst and figure it out as you go. Hope for
0: the best. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Kind of like get your floaties on and just go for it.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's so great. Can you tell me about landing your first job?
1: Yeah, um I I got a job at this studio called Soup to Nuts, which unfortunately is um no longer in existence, Um, but it was, it's located in Boston, and they did, they were really well known for um, Dr. Katz and home movies uh, back in the day, Uh, and I got hired on this project called Word Girl.
0: Um, Oh, very familiar. My kids love it.
1: Yeah, so, you know, for people who don't know, it's this really cute show on PBS Kids um, about this tough girl superhero who teaches vocabulary yes. and the best especially-
0: vocabulary show ever. <laughs>
1: oh, it is, it's like so funny, so smart, so snarky. Uh, it's so good. Um, and also, you know, very heartfelt, very sweet. Yes. It was just the absolute perfect introduction. Everything I- you
0: want in a show. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: and especially as like a girl in animation to work on such a smart show that had a girl as the lead and was just, it, it was the best. Like I was working with such talented people and I got to, I was working as an animator on that show. Gotcha. Um, and I got to just learn a bunch and be surrounded with really cool, talented people. It was, it was honestly, I couldn't ask for a better introduction into the industry. That's it was awesome. Super cool.
0: I love yeah. it. And actually one one question that has come to mind as I've been thinking a little bit about your career and your background. Um, so why did you decide uh, to go into both, of course, art and animation. Are There are a lot of folks who are just perfectly happy uh, doing still art. Um, why and when did you kind of make that decision to go into animation as well?
1: I grew up watching Disney movies, and there Absolutely. is nothing that excites me quite like a beautiful animated film, um, and that always just resonated with me, mm. even at a young age. Um, gotcha. okay. So... In school, I went initially thinking that I would go into character design, which is still something that I really love. Sure. Um, but uh, I decided to take an animation class because at RISD, you know, you have the option to take classes in other disciplines, and I loved animation, so it seemed like a no-brainer. And I took a class and realized that I was pretty good at it. Like, hey, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can do this. this is fun. And- I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm quite, I'm a pretty quiet, thoughtful person. So just, you know, being, being in a room where I could just draw like methodically mm-hmm. all day, I found very therapeutic and really nice. Um, and I really like that delayed gratification where you're putting so much work into something and then you just get to see it in motion on screen. It's a
0: wonderful it's amazing. thing. Yeah. Um,
1: so after. But that first animation class, I started pursuing it a lot, um, and I took the uh, junior year and senior year animation degree projects at RISD, because uh, you can't really double major
0: there. Gotcha. Understood. So
1: I, I just kind of snuck my way into the animation department. I love it. Yeah, because and especially like, the animation kids were so great. <laughs> so it was <laughs> really fun. Um, and, so cool. Yeah, Real together, and my animation is what I kind of got noticed the most for um, because I feel like it wasn't until after school where I really kind of developed a style that I was more confident with and stopped you know, kind of copying other series or artists that I like and kind of came into my own a little bit more. That's cool.
0: Um, Can we talk about that a little bit? How did you do that? So uh, there are so many artists that well, I I should say maybe amateur artists, people who just are passionate about art, but they're always just copying, like you said, what they see other people do. What was kind of the caveat or what got you to the point of sort of being able to develop your own style and feel comfortable in your own skin that way?
1: you know, I think, I think most artists go through this, especially in the age of social media and digital art where, you know, it's pretty coveted to get like those follows and those likes. And um, I I feel like a lot of artists, they see artists being successful online and they Mm -hmm. want to try doing that too. So they take, they take bits and pieces from artists that they and. I was definitely guilty of this too. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but I think, I think people look at it incorrectly where, you know, if you like an artist study, what you like about it and kind of dissect it that way, instead of thinking like, Oh, this art is really popular. I want to try and do that too. Mm. Think think about like, wow, this artist makes me really excited because the colors are so different or because their line weight is so exciting. Um, and then try and emulate what excites you about it, as opposed to just like trying to copy the style. Mm. Um, because I'm, you know, I'm a big proponent of fan art. I'm a big proponent of like doing master copies of artists. If you like sure, them, yeah.
0: just you
1: know, learn from it and find what excites you about it. So I think, I think it's just kind of an amalgamation of looking mm. at artists that I really liked and putting things together and finding what excited me about them and what excited me about drawing and I guess putting all those puzzle pieces that together. Makes,
0: that makes okay. a lot of sense actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, like it makes a, no, a awesome. lot of sense. Who who do you consider um, some artists that you really you know appreciate their art and, and maybe they've influenced you a little bit in terms of just their style or, or kind of what they're doing?
1: Oh yeah um, well in terms of industry artists like you know a lot of I feel like these are the artists a lot of people go to for inspiration but you know Glenn Keane um, yes. Brittany, with her colors they're so beautiful um a lot of social media artists actually have sure. been like, some really cool stuff um Louis Zong who I believe is on We Bear Bears at Cartoon Network um oh, he's yeah. got some little paintings and he does the most charming little animations you will ever see i'll have to check him out (laughs) yeah and this other artist i really like who is also just the sweetest person her name is uh, vicky sai and she she also draws just like a lot of beautiful women and she focuses a lot on body body positivity and plants and um She draws just a lot of gorgeous, beautiful women being confident too. And she has beautiful colors and just beautiful lines. Oh, that's the best. um, Yeah. So she's been really inspiring me a lot lately. Uh, Babs Tar, I really love. She does a lot of pinup style stuff as well. She's actually the artist on the new Batgirl comic series. Um, Yeah, she does amazingly beautiful stuff. I mean, that's the great thing of the great thing about being in social media.
0: Uh anybody can, you know, if they're really good, they can be discovered.
1: Yeah, exactly. we and it's so easy as an artist just to find other cool new people. <laughs> yes. Um Yeah. So just, you know, a lot of the old Disney artists were obviously extremely inspiring yeah, absolutely. and That's being really able great. to just look, you know, ten degrees to the left and find another amazing artist is Really awesome,
0: that is super cool, um so as yeah. you kind of started uh entering the world of animation and it's, it looks as far as I understand, you have been at a few studios um yeah. over the last couple of years um have you encountered any uh difficulty and you don't have to call out names or anything specific, but how have you found it's been for you as a woman entering the industry? Has it been a warm welcome has have there been a few bumpy areas? Um, I'd love to hear your perspective.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, right now I'm on a really cool show that has, you know, two women directors and, um, being at DreamWorks has been really great. I feel like there's been a lot of like balanced diversity Mm, there. That's what
0: I hear about DreamWorks. So that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, there can always be improvements, but of I've course, been I've yeah. so comfortable and it's so bright seeing like a ton of other women around. Um, and working with a women director on this show has been really, really great and very comforting. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there's definitely been, I feel a little bit of bumps where there have been places I've worked where, you know, I feel like uncertain projects I have been one of the only women and that is it's a very polarizing feeling um yeah you know everyone in the animation industry has been so kind and so welcoming but it it is a very alienating to see only
0: of you in a room. <laughs> Absolutely, and I've been in in those shoes, but on the on the tech side of things, and I totally understand that. Like it's maybe the the men surrounding you are are very kind and welcoming, and there's nothing that they're doing wrong necessarily. um But being the only woman in the room, that in and of itself is a tricky thing to navigate. So that's yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, and I think you know as 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 things go i've heard so much about like new women directors and you know new women showrunners and i think like things are definitely on the up and up Absolutely. with that which is very exciting and really cool and i think there have been so many more open conversations about it which is so
0: it's important great.
1: yeah so i you're so right yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel really good about where things are headed.
0: That's really fantastic. Um, so let's talk about you moving to the West coast. Uh, What what was the reasoning behind that? Was it a job offer? and, And was it scary to make that leap or did you feel really ready for it?
1: Um, yeah. So after soup to nuts, unfortunately, you know, started laying people off, um, my, uh, Animation director there recommended me for a job at a studio out here called Titmouse. Oh, um, cool. um, so I got a uh, a test from them for the show Moonbeam City, and um, they liked my stuff. And I started freelancing for them, and it it kind of just felt like the right thing to do to just True. come out here because it's where most of the big animation studios Absolutely. are. It's just- this is where I wanted to head eventually. So I came out here and worked at Titmouse for a while on, um, moonbeam city and their, uh, feature film Nerdland, And, um, nice. a couple of really cool little projects here and there. And I had a really great time there and, um, uh, met some like, really good friends there. Again, people in the animation industry are so nice. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So moving city was super fun and the art direction on it was super, super cool. It was based on, um, you know, the Peter Nagel posters with the like really stylized kind of posters you'd see in a lot of trendy (laughs) hair salons. I feel, um, and yeah, just like really gorgeous colors. That was really cool. Um, Yes, yeah, so I worked there for a little while, and then uh, I freelanced for a little bit, and then got the call from DreamWorks, which was super cool. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so moving on here, it definitely it felt a lot better having a job waiting for me. Oh, absolutely. That made, that made things feel much more comfortable. I think I would be extraordinarily terrified if I. Jumped out here without any netting to catch Absolutely.
0: me. Absolutely. Yeah. No, so, that that makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So it was good. I was I was excited. Um, I was definitely a little nervous because the first time I visited LA, um, it wasn't in a super great area. So my first impression was like, oh, it's so gross. There's it's dirty. There's no trees anywhere.
0: Um,
1: like, <laughs> but once I, I moved here, it's just like there are so many nice. Pockets of Los Angeles, um, like where I'm living now, is super nice. And I've just I've fallen in love with it over the past couple of years. That's I cool. I honestly can't complain okay. about being able to just like go outside and hike in December and not have snow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. That's a good point. No, that's yeah. really cool. So if anybody is thinking of moving to L.A. for a job, just make sure they do their research first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before they pick a place. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's really cool. I love it. Um, and this is a little bit out of order as far as the order of the questions that I had. But it sounds to me so far talking to you that you seem like a, a very planned uh, person and not necessarily like a messy creative type. How do you see yourself as a creative? And and do you approach it in a very sort of planned and uh, pristine way? Or do you consider yourself a messy creative?
1: Uh, no, I actually, um, this was a big hindrance Going to um, art school, actually. Um, freshman year at RISD, we have what's called the foundation year. Um, before you pick your actual major, you basically just have your foundational skills drilled into you. So it's oh. drum, um 2D design and 3D design. And something that I came across a lot um, with my critiques was that I was being too neat and I was being too much of a perfectionist. Ooh. And as I, I overthink a lot. So as an overthinker, I couldn't understand the advice to just, you know, quote unquote, let go. And I just, I didn't understand what that meant. and I didn't understand how to do it because oh, yeah. I I am kind of neurotic about that stuff. So like every time I'm try to, um, I got the critique so many times that, you know, this is, this is like a neat person trying to be messy. And I couldn't understand <laughs>
0: either because i was like this is messy i don't understand oh my goodness so it took me
1: i i still don't think i've quite broken that habit because even in freelance and stuff when i send in sketches i'll often get the note that you know leah like you can sketch looser it's okay you don't have to send in such tight clean things like we just need the concept down
0: (laughs) and gotcha interesting so that's how it translates for you it's it's just that you can't you you don't feel good about presenting sort of messy, loose work in a sense. It needs yes. to be clean and well thought out and kind of presented.
1: Yeah. So, and that's why, you know, I don't post a lot of sketches to social media because I, I feel personally that they're too messy, which is, is funny that I'm in storyboarding because. <laughs> oh yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very loose. You need to be very loose and very quick for that. And I, I'm able to do it, but if I have the time to make something look really tight and neat, I will take that time.
0: Um, that's fascinating. That, that and I mean, just so many of the artists that I've known don't approach it that way, which I which I think is cool that that it's just innate in you not to. I, I think that's really really fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a very hard habit to break.
0: I'm sure. <laughs> Have you yeah. just always been that way? You know, you might have been the child who when they were learning how to write in cursive, had to take, you know, their time getting it just right. <laughs> Do you remember being that way in grade school?
1: Yeah, I mean I was I was pretty technical. I um I actually took in my middle school, I took this like architectural technical drawing
0: class. Oh wow. And
1: that was that ended up being one of my favorite things because you had to have everything just perfectly yeah. measured have anything out of place and I got a
0: lot of satisfaction out of that no uh, doubt <laughs> yeah that can be your <laughs> other career
1: <laughs> yeah, it's dry, new. Uh, yeah so I guess I've kind of always been that way in terms of art like I like I like everything to be neat I like everything to be you know pretty and polished and it's funny because a lot of the the art that I gravitate towards too like if I buy art books and stuff I, I like the, the sketches so much more than the polished, finished stuff. So it's, it's kind of a weird disconnect. No,
0: yeah, I think it's great. And I think, and I appreciate you being so open to talk about it. Cause I just, I find it so interesting. Um, <laughs> you seemed really inspired by Mermaid. And this is of course yeah. is not in the prepared questions. Another one. Um, talk, can we talk a little bit about that? I mean, you, the stuff you were coming out with was so good.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I guess for people don't who don't know, um, there are often social media challenges, um, Mm -hmm. art challenges specifically, associated with um, different months in the year. So October is has commonly become Inktober, yeah, yeah, where you do a fun ink drawing every day just to practice your drawing and practice your ink skills and just join a really involved, excited community that will inspire you to draw more and maybe try something outside of your yes. comfort zone. Um so May was mermaid, where you draw a mermaid every day or however often you would like. Um so of course, you know, I like drawing pinup and cute ladies. So yes. made for me. Um <laughs> uh, yeah so I I just whenever I would have some downtime I would just churn out
0: a new little mermaid and really it was really her- fun <laughs> yeah. people seem to really really respond to them they were really well loved and I don't know I love them I love all of them oh, they're so great
1: good. yeah there was again like those kind of months are really inspiring because so many artists I follow do so many great things like um Corey Loftus who was yes. uh, art director on um or like lead character designer on Zootopia excuse me if I get that incorrect no um but uh he did some incredible ones. because Yes, he's, he
0: did. He, You're right.
1: He's just an incredible character designer, of course. And he just does such interesting,
0: different, cool things. Um, so, You're you know, right. Had, I was fascinated, too. <laughs> I kept going to his page like, what's he going to do next? Yeah. <laughs> and how did he come up with that? <laughs>
1: yeah, he's, he's amazing. I mean, they were incredible. So seeing that kind of stuff and having just that wall. One little event during the month that yes. a bunch of artists can gather around and be constantly inspired by is really fun and really cool. Yes. And I always love to see what other people do. So that that's just like a constant fountain of inspiration same thing with inktober where just seeing all that stuff is really inspiring and cool
0: it is and i love how many artists have jumped on board for both of those and it's just it <laughs> makes makes instagram even more fun oh, it's than normal <laughs> yeah. it's so cool do you um do you ever see yourself as you know a showrunner down the road do you have something in mind that you're kind of working towards in the world of animation or are you happy where you're at and just going to kind of see where it takes you
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like every or not every, I shouldn't say every, but I feel like a large percentage of artists in the animation industry would love to run a show and have such great, interesting, cool ideas for stuff. Um, so yeah, of course, that would be something I would totally be interested That's in. Cool. Um, what yeah, kind of characters
0: I've do you do you find yourself drawn towards? Like do you have anything in mind where if you could drop everything and, and and you know, run a show right now, do you have something in mind or are you just kind of noodling on ideas maybe for the future?
1: I've got I've got a couple ideas that I've been kicking around for so long where, you know, they're they're female centric stories, of course. Um, very inspired by, you know, Old Disney, a lot of magical girl anime, which yes. I grew up loving because especially with those like those shows are just embracing the power and strength of your femininity and like what's better than that that's awesome (laughs)
0: like mic Um, drop
1: (laughs) so i i grew up you know loving sailor moon um so they're they're kind of inspired by that where you know girl-centric kind of fantasy stories with magical elements and you know battling through those insecurities to find your own strength
0: and Mm. you know those kind of things I don't have hey you know I'd watch it (laughs) yeah Yeah. when that happens I'll back it on (laughs) kickstarter
1: (laughs) yeah so I've got
0: I've got some things
1: kicking around and I great hope to realize them into something at some
0: point absolutely no that'll be really really fascinating and exciting uh yeah. when you're on the go and you're not at work what are your favorite tools for creating art with oh
1: um it's actually funny I like over the past couple of years I have really liked just digital photoshop stuff which is cool. funny because in school I just I just refused to do digital art. Um, <laughs> I did, love it. I loved, I loved traditional media so much. So I just, I stuck with that. And my first job on WordGirl was as a Flash animator. And I actually learned Flash for the tests that they sent me.
0: Oh my goodness. That's awesome.
1: So, yeah. So I kind of went out kicking and screaming. Um, but, <laughs> you know, as I've actually as with any tool, as you learn more about it and become more comfortable with it, it becomes more exciting and you find out sure. new mm. cool things to do with it. And you find a way of working that works for you. Um, but if I just have, you know, if I'm on the beach or something and I'm doodling with physical media, um, I really, I, I love watercolors. Um, Oh yes. Yeah. Watercolors are great. And just, uh, a brush and ink. I love ink work. Mm. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so I, I really gravitate towards that, like pocket brush pens. I've got a bunch of those, which I like to pull out every once in a while. Um, so yeah, mostly, cool. mostly brushwork type stuff. I really gravitate towards.
0: If you're doing art so often at work, um, do you ever find yourself like burned out when you get home, or are you just always inspired to create? And or you know, do you do you struggle with that at all? Burnout? Yeah,
1: I I totally get burnt out. Um, I. I feel like this is a very common mentality in the art world, especially for younger artists where, you know, you're you're shamed if you're not working twenty-four mm. seven. Or not necessarily shamed, but there's a pressure to.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and you know, it, it was a badge of honor in art school if you, you know, didn't sleep at night <laughs> because you were working. <laughs> yes. I I think I think a lot of people if, if they do get burnt out, I think it's very valuable to work on realizing that you can be passionate and you can be successful without obsession existing there. Mm-hmm. You can allow yourself to rest and you can allow yourself to do other things because honestly, like recuperating and experiencing new things is only going to inform your art and your storytelling abilities even more. Yeah. At mm-hmm. least that's my view on it. And you know, if, if, if you want to work yourself to the bone, like if that's what inspires you and if you can't put your pencil down, that's also awesome. Sure. But I think it's important to realize if that doesn't work for you and realize mm-hmm. that that's totally okay. If that doesn't work for you.
0: Absolutely. I- what do you do when you're burnt out personally? Do you take, you just kind of take a break from it? Do you like to just kind of veg out and take in some media for a change? What, what, what's yeah, your personal I, method?
1: I, I think, you know, taking in new media is a great way to get inspired. And, um, you know, I, I personally, I, I get very easily stressed, I get burnt out a lot. So just, you know, sitting down and watching a movie is great, like watching something I haven't seen before. Or even like, I love doing
0: little arts and crafts
1: projects. Just
0: awesome. I love it.
1: Yeah. I just, I recently bought some, um, perler beads.
0: Oh, great.
1: Yeah. Those little plastic beads that like melt together when you yes. iron them. In. And, uh, that's been really fun. Cause having, having like an outlet that's really no pressure is so
0: refreshing. Mm. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I like to do arts and crafts. I also love to bake. So if I get stressed, like um just baking and making something and having that nice you know cookie or banana oh, bread really. smell is really great or going for hikes is really nice oh yeah um yeah so i i i really have tried to accept relaxation as part of my mm. routine and accept that you know it's okay to do that and it's necessary for me personally to do
0: that i think that's amazing I think a lot of people haven't come to that realization or they come to it far too late. So that's awesome. You, you go girl. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Cause I, you know, I was one of those people in school where I was like, I will not sleep until this is perfect. Yes. I, I pulled a ton of all nighters and my first couple of years outside of school, like I accepted way too much freelance than I could handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at a certain point, you know, it, it got to a point where art, wasn't fun and it was just
0: mm. oh, it was just, yeah that's icky
1: yeah because I you know I was losing sleep over it and I I wasn't because I didn't put enough time into stuff I wasn't creating stuff that I was happy with and mm. um for me it was it was so valuable to just step back and realize like hey I need to take some time for myself mm. and if that means not doing art for a little bit um within my week or within my day to day. And if that's what I need to keep art fresh and exciting, then that's what I'm going to pursue.
0: Um, A little bit earlier, you mentioned that um, you've connected with some really great female artists through social media. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about, Uh, maybe, you know, the network that you've created, because being a woman in animation, it's really, of course, helpful to have that circle surrounding you and supporting you, even if they're not necessarily working at the same studio. I'd love to hear a little bit about your experiences in that and, and how other women have maybe come alongside you and vice versa, how you've come alongside them and what you've found to be really encouraging and helpful.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think a lot of the other women through social media that i've connected with um and that their art that i've responded to have been very you know um female positivity-centered yeah, totally. positivity centered art. totally um like the artist i mentioned before vicky sai um this other artist uh she goes by Gigi draws online mm-hmm. um and she just draws like the most charming, beautiful, like plus size body positivity That's art. awesome. Um, yeah. Lots of like really cute fashion illustrations. So she is extremely body positive, which is really inspiring and seeing other, it, it's very similar to how I feel about, you know, magical girls, just seeing Absolutely. other women be confident and get that, you know, their power through their femininity and body positivity has been really inspiring. And I think we've all kind of responded to that aspect in each other's art. And, you know, if, if we're ever burnt out and we talk about it online, a lot of times, you know, they'll just come together and give you words of encouragement and, hmm. oh, I'll just be really supportive. And that that's a really nice thing about social media is you can just create these little circles for yourself, um, where you get that support that you need and that critique that you might need. And sure. Um yeah, having like surrounding myself and my, you know, my feeds and my timeline with like really powerful women artwork has been so
0: awesome. No, that's amazing. I love it. When do you know something is ready to be done? So if you're working on a piece for yourself, you know, maybe something that you're eventually going to post on social media or just share or put it on your uh, website, how do you know it's done? So I think some people always want to, you know, tweak something until it's maybe over tweaked. How do you know it's done? You, do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's such a difficult question. I feel like so many other artists have addressed that much more eloquently than I probably will,
0: but <laughs> why well, don't just... hear your perspective?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I feel like I, I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing but you know f- the finished is better than perfect mentality where if i you know if i'm finished like inking something and coloring something um i feel like i kind of put a limit on how many times i edit it because with a lot of artists you know mm-hmm. you can edit it forever and it'll maybe get better and better but at sure. the at the end of the day if you're noodling on the same piece over and over, I feel like that's a lot less valuable than just closing it and starting a new one. Because if you have a quote unquote finished piece in front of you that even if you're not happy with it, you can look at it and say, okay, this is working and this is not. Maybe on my next piece, I can focus on these things to make it better. Mm. Um, So I, I feel like if I'm overall happy with how a piece looks, that's kind of just how I decide it's done.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know
1: there's no specific formula for it. It's just one of those things where you know i'll I'll finish coloring a piece, I'll finish it to the point that I had it finished in my head. and even if it doesn't meet those expectations, if I close it and put it away, that's just another opportunity for me to do something else that's better and improve and learn from the mistakes that I was not happy with in the previous piece. That's a great point.
0: I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing and sharing your perspective. I appreciate it. I have a couple of questions just for fun. Um, What do you wish people knew about you that maybe they don't know? So folks who follow you on Twitter or Instagram or other places that really love your work, what do you think they might not know about you?
1: Oh man. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think much about this one. No worries. I feel like I'm pretty open about most
0: things. Um, I feel like a little, maybe a little fun fact is I collect teacups and teapots. <laughs> Ooh. Are you a tea drinker, not a coffee drinker.
1: Yeah, coffee is a little too bitter for me. So um, I love tea. <laughs> any, any I, uh, kind, I
0: like any favorite brands or types of tea that you like.
1: I mean, any Earl Grey is good. There's a cute True. little shop in my town or my hometown called uh, Lula, And they have a lavender Earl Grey tea, which is just my absolute Ooh. favorite. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds. It's just lavender Earl Grey and it's beautiful. and That floral. sounds
0: fabulous.
1: Yeah, I joke with a lot of my friends that I'm just like, I've already achieved that old lady status. Like, I love floral patterns. I love tea. I collect little porcelain teacups. Like, I'm I'm ready to be the perfect little old lady.
0: Oh, you've got it down. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. And there's, you know, it's amazing how uh, heated the tea versus coffee wars can get among friends.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't I, know. If you like coffee, that's great. Like, coffee is something I wish that I liked because I love the smell of it. And mm, yeah. A lot of the coffee flavors I hear. There's this cafe by my work that does a mint mojito coffee, and that sounds amazing. And I want to like it, but I know that I
0: won't. Is it Phil's coffee? Oh, it is Phil's coffee. Oh, yeah, they, their mint mojito is pretty fabulous. Yeah. So I, I you know wanna... what? It doesn't even really taste like coffee, I don't think. But have you have you tried it?
1: Uh, I have not. The thing is, like, I'm I'm so sensitive to bitter flavors. Yeah, I actually I I, it. no, I respect that. I respect that. I have this little this little not an argument, but like my roommate was sure she could make me like something, and so she bought these little coffee beans that were covered in toffee and chocolate. And she, you know, she was very adamant, like "You're gonna like these. I'm buying them right now because I know you're gonna <laughs> like them." I didn't like. Them. Oh no! Oh yeah. my goodness! So I, you,
0: you know what you like. That's that's fair.
1: Yeah. So, and, and with that, like, I don't want to waste your coffee if I'm not going to like it. So you enjoy (laughs) it. Like I don't need to try it. It's fine. I'll stick with my tea.
0: (laughs) Also fair. I love it. That's great. Um, any favorite TV shows, movies, books you've been enjoying lately that maybe you've found really inspiring or just, you know, visually beautiful? Um, hmm.
1: let's see. What have I watched recently? That's really nice. Um, in terms of animation, this isn't recent, but I've, I've gone back to rewatching One Punch Man, which has been, Ooh. It's, uh, oh my God, it's super fun. It's just this gorgeously animated action anime show that um, plays. I have all-
0: heard about it. Yes, I had a couple yeah. friends raving about it the other day. It's
1: great. It plays all- so much on those, you know, goofy action anime tropes. Oh, I love it. As someone who grew up like loving Dragon Ball Z and a lot of those <laughs> anime, is like
0: it's incredible. It's so good. That's awesome. Uh, I, did I see something on Twitter the other day? I think you're also a, a bit of a gamer. Oh yeah. What game? What games <laughs> do you enjoy playing? Um,
1: well, recently, like I've been all about Overwatch. It's oh been...
0: yes, my hubby's in, big into that.
1: Yeah, I. Um, this is actually one of the first things my boyfriend and I bonded over. That's uh, awesome. He, yeah, he brought me over to play it, to try it. I'm not much of a, you know, first person shooter kinda gal. Sure.
0: But, you know,
1: all the characters are so bright and vibrant and well designed and fun. And I gravitated towards um this one character called Diva and she's like this young Korean gamer girl who was brought into the army to pilot Mechs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so all the
1: all the women characters in that game are Super kick butt and awesome. Um, so I've been having a, a really fun time with that one. Um, we recently bought a Switch, so I've been super into Breath of the Wild, which is oh,
0: awesome. Um,
1: yeah, that is a gorgeous,
0: that's gorgeous year. Nice.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's also really nice, like to come home after a stressful day and just run around beautiful fields on a yes. horse
0: and just not have to worry about. Anything. Yeah, that's really cool. You have a favorite guilty pleasure.
1: Oh, um, it's not so much of a guilty pleasure, but I will talk about it. Hey. It's ended. Um, uh, RuPaul's drag race. Ooh. <laughs> it's super fun. And it's really, it's been really fun because this past season, a bunch of my friends have actually been getting into the show. So it's one of those things where it's like, I can talk about Thanks it. it so conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's super fun. It's, uh, I've I've been trying so hard to convince a bunch of people how great it is because on surface level it's like, oh, it's another reality TV show, gross, but it's like
0: No, but and it's, it's amazing. It's so
1: amazing. Because <laughs> then it's core, cool. you just see these like really incredibly talented people just transforming themselves through the art of drag. And of course, you know, there's the the dramatic, fun, oh, catty side too. Um, but it's 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 so great to watch so it's probably like one of my favorite
0: tv shows that is awesome i love it <laughs> fabulous girl um so if it's a saturday or or whatever day your weekend lands on and you have the day to yourself uh what does your perfect day look like Ooh,
1: okay well probably
0: um this, this is not
1: super exciting but i really like I like cleaning. So I'd probably like Ooh. pick something. I I'd probably like pick something out to bake in the morning. Um, and while it's baking, just kind of like clean the house. Cause it makes me feel a lot better when my space is clean. Mm. Um, maybe just go for a hike. Um, cause we live right next to Griffith park. So just like a nice hike through the mountains. Um, and maybe just come home, like cook a nice dinner and just like, Play some games,
0: watch some TV, get some ice cream. <laughs> that sounds I'm, like a perfect day to me.
1: Yeah, I'm very much an introvert, so like I really like my alone time, and I like just mm-hmm. kind of sitting and not having anything to do. So you know, sitting in my house in the sunshine and reading is really nice, and yeah, pretty chill. Day. I love it,
0: and it's it's great that that you've learned that you that you're very self aware and you kind of know how to recharge yourself and what your boundaries are. And none of us are perfect; we're all gonna make mistakes in that, you know, self-managing and setting ourselves up for success. But I think it's, it sounds like you really pay attention. And I think that's really, really amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard not to, because if I, if I do too much social stuff, I, you know, I start to even physically feel it where Mm. I get anxious and really tired and really cranky. So I just, I need like a couple nights just to recharge every once in a while and hang out by myself.
0: Hey, that makes perfect sense. I love it. (laughs) Um, and so my other question before um, I ask you, of course, where people can find all your amazing work online would be if you were to fly back to RISD um, and speak to, uh, you know, the, the graduating class, they're getting ready to head out into the real world of, you know, all types of art. Um, what kinds of words of encouragement might you share with folks heading out into the, the real world?
1: I mean, I don't know how appropriate this would be for a graduation speech, but I would definitely (laughs) say to, um, uh, I would definitely say to interact on social media in terms Mm. of your, because I, I genuinely have found just endless sources of inspiration and also a lot of work opportunities through there. Mm. Um, because that's, you know, again, if people see you drawing the stuff that you love and see what you can do when you're really passionate, um, that's inspiring to them and a lot of times it can lead to some really cool opportunities. And in terms of other advice, I think, uh, I think a big piece of advice that I personally would have loved to hear. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I did hear it from quite a few people, but it takes a while to actually digest it and put it into motion is, is to be comfortable with giving yourself breaks and, Mm. Be comfortable with relaxing and be comfortable from not drawing all the time. Again, like that passion can exist with or that passion can exist without obsession. Like you don't have to be doing something at every point in time to be successful and to be considered a good artist and to get a
0: job sure yeah what might you say if you know one thing i do see a lot of artists doing and i've done this myself and i i'm not a professional artist i'm just i just i'm a hobbyist (laughs) Um, so i'll post random things here and there but let's say someone really is getting it into it professionally i've seen a lot of folks just posting you know everything they post everything that they do no matter how bad it looks or even how good it looks um, and they'll post them you know photos of them learning a new craft, which it isn't necessarily them at their best. What kinds of advice would you give them about what is appropriate to post if they're if they're using it as a tool to hopefully build a network and possibly land some work from it?
1: Yeah. um well, with that i because I also don't think there is a problem with posting that kind of stuff okay uh, i think I think it's good to do that to kind of keep up your skills and maybe be open to critique. What I would say to that is maybe have separate accounts for those sorts of things. Ah, that's a good so, point. Yeah. So you can have a more professional tailored account if you want to create more of a portfolio type setting. Mm-hmm. And then you can also have an account where, you know, people can see a little more human side of you Absolutely. where you make mistakes mm-hmm. and you are, learning and you can post, you know, photos of your cat. (laughs) Um, So it it just depends on what you're going for. Because if you do want to cater your social media to be more professional, then I think saving it for more finished works, um, or more developed concepts and sketches is a good thing to keep in mind. Um, But if you just want to create kind of a an artist type diary. I I don't think there's necessarily a problem with posting, you know, works in progresses or something you're not quite happy with um online either because that can open yourself up to some good critique from other artists if you allow it to. Um yeah, it just depends on what you want. Again, if you want like something more professional, sure. just keep it more polished. If you want something that's just for
0: fun, then just have have that on the side. That's super insightful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, So, if anyone is uh, wanting to find out more about you and want wanting to follow all your beautiful work online, where do you prefer they find you?
1: Um, Well, I am under the same handle on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Um, So, the handle is. It's Leah Elaine, and the it's is in there. So it's I-T-S-L-E-A-H-E-L-A-I-N-E. It's Leah Elaine. Um, So I'm under that on uh, basically all social media. So you can find all of my art on all of those places.
0: That's fantastic. And is there anything you want to plug? I think you recently opened up an online store. Is that right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did. Um, It's, again, under the same handle to make things easy for everyone to find me. Hallelujah yeah uh, so yeah, I just opened the store. It's got like a few pins in there, um, some prints, a couple original paintings. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I'm treating this this first go round as a learning process to see. Um, how it goes and if I can handle it and manage it but um, yeah I'm super excited about it that's
0: awesome well I hope it explodes (laughs) in the best way it's super fun (laughs) Leah it has been an absolute pleasure having you on thank you for for spending part of your Saturday with me
1: of course thank you so much for asking me I was so flattered